Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Glad you have a seat and something to drink. Now just sit back and enjoy the show. As always, I have lots of news to get to, so let's get right to it. A safety group renews calls for big rig speed limiters. They're asking the U.S. Department of Transportation, the DOT, to issue a final rule on speed limiters for all Class A trucks. A nonprofit group that promotes highway safety has issued a renewed call for speed limiters on all Class A trucks. On May 30th, a group called Road Safe America shared a Facebook post encouraging constituents to contact their representatives to demand that the U.S. Department of Transportation issue a final rule that will require speed limiters be placed on all semi-trucks. The group advocates for 65-mile-an-hour speed limit for all trucks. The post links to a webpage entitled, Big Rig Speed Limiter Use Must Be Required on Large Trucks. You notice I'm saying that facetiously. That gives users quick access to contact the representative in Congress to ask for speed limiters. But they've never been behind a wheel of a truck. They don't know what we deal with and with all the stupidity that drivers do. I would ask that these people from this Road Safe America come on and drive with me sometime. See what actually we put up with out here. The group argues that most trucks are already equipped with speed limiters, so the cost of mandating their use would be negligible. Really? You don't know that. They have no freaking uh, clue about what it takes to put a speed limiter in a truck. They also cite some statistics that indicate that speed limiter technology cut down on fatal crashes. Now, this is from Ontario Ministry of Transportation. It's not even a USA study. that they cite and it found that highway speed related at fault truck crashes fell by 73 percent and fatalities in all crashes involving big rigs dropped 24 percent after mandatory speed limiter technology took effect there in 2009 but you don't have any united states studies u.s studies to to tout your claim of accidents being reduced more and more accidents are happening in the last week due to distractive driving by cars as well as trucks back to the article road safe america is a group started by the parents of cullum owings who was killed in a car versus semi truck crash in 2002 in a statement posted on the group's website they maintain that they are not anti-trucking Road Safe America is not anti-trucking. We feel that the average trucker is not treated with respect and courtesy they deserve. After all, they provide the backbone services to the entire economy. They are also often overworked due to an incredibly dangerous and unfair predominant pay method. 
pay by the mile. We believe that this is not only unsafe, but also immoral. There again, you don't know what you're talking about. I get paid by the mile, but it's by book miles, not how many miles I turn. It's not by hub miles. So get your facts right. Start doing some research before you start bashing us. Back Again, back to the article. I'm sorry for the commentary, but it just infuriates me. In 2016, the DOT issued a proposal that would require speed limiters on any trucks weighing more than 26,000 pounds. However, when Trump came into office, his administration chose not to pursue speed limiters and the proposal was withdrawn. Of course, let's blame it on Trump. Anyways, we're not talking politics. So in other news, troopers make a savory discovery during a level one inspection. Now, this always happens in California. Does anybody ever hear about it happening in Ohio or Missouri or Nebraska or Iowa or any place like that? Nope, this has always got to happen in California. Again, the California Highway Patrol took to Facebook on Monday morning to highlight one trucker's unusual food preparation technique. This happened on June 3rd. Under their violation of the week, how not to smoke sausage. Quote, smoking sausage is a process, but the hanging of rack sausage in an area, excuse me, that allows good air circulation all around them and let them rest until they have dried to the touch. And this is from letsmakesausage.com. This trooper writes, this week's picture was taken by our sharp-edged, uh, or sh sorry, by our sharp-eyed inspection crew during a routine level one inspection. While underneath this trailer, several interesting items were seen dangling from underneath the crossbeam. It was rings of sausage. Get your mind out of the gutter, y'all. Upon further investigation, it appeared that the driver was utilizing a creative space to cure his sausage. This is not a recommended technique. The airflow under a trailer is full of exhaust fumes and roadway debris. While CVSA guidelines do not address the situation specifically, our entire staff would like to inform our readers this is not a sanitary method for curing meat products. But there again... We used to get campfire lunches, put it all in aluminum foil, set it on the valve cover of our engine, and go on down the road. And two, three hours later, we had lunch, dinner, or what have you. So, you know, leave us alone. Troopers, in other news, troopers rescue a trucker after DOT cameras catch him swerving for miles. A Minnesota troopers were able to provide help for a truck driver who had, was seen swerving for miles across lanes of traffic. Minnesota State Patrol responded to multiple calls about a swerving semi-truck on Highway 169 in Shakopee that morning, according to a report from the local news. In the video captured by the DOT cameras, you could see the semi-truck weaving in and out of traffic for several miles. Eventually, the trucker was able to pull over off the right shoulder near the County Road 83 exit, but swore, then he swerved back into traffic. A state trooper pulled his cruiser in front of the semi-truck, and it came to a stop. Luckily, troopers say that they believe that the truck driver was suffering from a medical emergency, and he was received treatment from EMS workers. No one else was injured. The incident remains under investigation. And you can view the video 
in this article that I will have in the show notes. I will also be adding, just a, a quick announcement, I'll also be adding new recipes um, for dinner that are on the oven or anything like that that you want to uh, be able to cook in your truck. So this episode of Julia's Truck and Cafe is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. As truck drivers, we all know what it's like to be stuck at a shipper or receivers and have to wait to be loaded for hours on end. Am I right? And you're hungry and you really didn't prepare. You didn't have nothing in your side box or refrigerator or anything. And we especially have to wait at produce coolers and at paper mills. They like take forever. So my Patriot Supply, now it's not what you may be thinking. It's emergency food. And it's in, it comes in a slimline tote and a Ziploc packages that or stay fresh that you don't have to use the whole portion up at one time. You don't have to use the whole envelope at one time. You could split it up. They have food kits that are good up to 25 years and that you they easily store in your food pantry. I could speak from experience. After living through Hurricane Katrina in my mobile home, we were without power for 10 days. My mother, my son, and I. If it weren't for the MREs that were flown into us, we wouldn't have any food. Four 60-foot pine trees broke in half during that storm, and it landed in my driveway. Land locked me in. I couldn't get out to get food. Luckily, a neighbor came by with a chainsaw. And back then, we had four-mile gas lines. So if, a lot of people were running out of gas, waiting in the gas lines to get up to the pump. If I knew then what I know now about my Patriot Supply, I would definitely had some food stockpiled in my pantry. Now, you saw the tornadoes going through this last week or so. Hurricane season is going on now between June and October. You need to stay prepared. For a limited time, you could get a one-week supply of food in a handy and neat-looking ammo can for just $39. And they even offer gluten-free food for just under $100. All you have to do is go to my website at juliastruckatcafe.com, click on the emergency food tab up in the toolbar, and click on any of the in images to find out more information and order your Patriot Supply emergency food. Stay prepared. Please stay prepared with me and Patriot Supply. Now back to the news. A trucking company is to shut down 150 truck division. A trucking company announced that it's shutting down its subsidiary fleet due to poor financial performance. TFI International, formerly known as Transforce, has announced that they are shutting down their Highland Transport division effective the end of this month, June 28th. Highland Transport is a truckload and container carrier that mainly operates in the northeastern U.S., Toronto, and Montreal. TFI pointed to softness in the northeastern freight market as a reason for this closure. Highland Transport currently employs about 120 owner-operators and 30 drivers, company drivers. TFI says that it will try to find other jobs for the laid-off employees within the company. TFI operates about 16,000 trucks across the country. Highland Transport was founded in 1967 and is based in Ontario. The company is acquired by TFI in 2004. Now, some more bad news. Indiana Truck Company is to close for good. 
Dozens of truck drivers will be laid off the end of the month as an Indiana-based trucking company will be shutting down for good. Anderson, Indiana-based trucking company, ALA Trucking, Inc., is closing down for good. According to company's owner, Alan P. Adams, who reached out to CDL Life via email, Adams says that its 41 truck drivers and 15 other employees will be laid off due to the closure, which will be in effect as of June 26th. Adam names high insurance costs as a reason for the company to shut down. He says that he plans to leave the trucking industry after 42 years of being in the business. ALA Trucking specialized in hauling retail and automotive freight throughout the Midwest. The company was founded in 1988. Just last month, another large driver layoff in Indiana was announced as Penske Logistics said they will be shutting down their Fort Wayne facility. 80 of their employees are set to lose their jobs when layoffs begin in July of this year. So with all the accidents of this kind of thing, I mean, yeah, insurance rates and everything are going to be going up. You know, it's just, and it's a lot of it, it has to do with it distracted driving. So in some good news, Troopers team up with truckers to bring missing children home. The Washington State Patrol is teaming up with a trucking company to use semi-trailers to try to bring missing children home. On Wednesday, June 5th, Washington State Patrol, or WSP, and Blaine-based trucking company Camway Transportation unveiled a new trailer with graphics designed to raise awareness about the disappearance of Alyssa McLemore. McLemore had been missing from Kent, Washington since 2009. Her last known contact was a distress call to 911 asking for help. The trailer is part of WSP program dating back to 2005 called Homeward Bound that was uses graphics on semi-trailers to keep help with the recovery of missing children. Camway, spelled with a K, provides the trailers and pays for the graphics. Camway has other trailers featuring missing children Tika Lewis and Misty Copsey as past part of previous efforts with WSP's Homeward Bound program. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, one in six missing children are recovered due to the public viewing of a photo. If you happen to see one of these trailers and you happen to see Alyssa McLemore, please call 1-800-THE-LOST. Again, that's 1-800-T-H-E-L-O-S-T, the lost, because she may be changed right now it's been since 2009 if you see something drivers and people driving or anything if you come across somebody they're looking nervous they're looking like they need help they don't want to be with the person that they're with something like that if you see something say something call 1-800-THE-LOST and finally a wind turbine falls off the trailer east and northbound lanes on I-94 by Fargo. So one of those large canisters for the wind turbine was going around a curve and it fell off of its cradle on the front of the tractor as it was going around the curve. And I mean, I could understand that happening um, the uh, that day. And then by 11 o'clock, it was back on the um, and, and going on its merry way down the interstate. A man is sentenced to up to 25 years for targeting truckers in a mass shooting attempt. A man who admitted to targeting truck drivers with gunfire at an Iowa truck stop back in 2018 last year has been sentenced to prison. On Friday, June 7, 61-year-old former college professor Charles S. Johnston was sentenced up to 25 years in prison 
in Cedar County, Iowa court. Johnston pled guilty to four charges of four counts of intimidation with a dangerous weapon and one count of assault on a peace officer in exchange for prosecutors dropping an attempted murder charge. So he pled out. The charges stem from an accident that happened on the afternoon of January 11, 2018 in Adelissa, Iowa. And I might be butchering that. Around 2.15 p.m., the Cedar County Sheriff's Office received multiple calls about Johnston, who was driving a small black car, firing shots at the Iowa 80 eastbound rest area at mile marker 265. From the rest area, police say that Johnston drove west to the pilot truck stop in Adelissa, where a truck driver attempted to put a stop to his actions. According to the Cedar County Sheriff's Office, a truck driver is pulling out of the pilot onto Adelissa Road at the same time that Johnston was pulling in. Johnston fired several shots out of the driver's side window at this truck. After the shots were fired, the truck driver saw Johnston maneuver behind his truck on the passenger side. Police say that the truck driver then swerved and hit the car, leaving the car partially wedged under his trailer. After being struck by the semi-truck, Johnston continued to shoot into the trucker's passenger side door. An Iowa State trooper soon arrived on the scene. Wonder how long? Johnston opened fire on the trooper, but only hit his patrol car. Officers returned fire after a standoff with state and local law enforcement. Johnson finally surrendered and was taken into police custody. No one was injured during the shooting incident. After his arrest, Johnson told police that, quote, he was enraged over a family member that was killed in an accident with a semi and that the motive behind his action was to harm a truck driver or truck drivers in retaliation, end quote. Specifically, Johnson told police that he believed that he had witnessed a semi-truck driver run his family member off the road, leading to their death. However, once Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation um, investigated this, no evidence was so, uh, found to support Johnston's claim. When they searched his car, police found marijuana, pills, and drug paraphernalia in his vehicle. So he's a previous professor of psychology, this article says, and he had marijuana pills and drug paraphernalia in his car. So he was higher than Cooter Brown. You know, that's a Southern thing. And running around shooting at people. you, you got to really wonder what the heck this uh, is really coming to. You really, really, really do. In New Hampshire... Troopers discover 1,205 violations during last week's road check. New Hampshire State Police have re released their results from last week's road check during their inspection blitz. Now, I went through Indiana and Illinois and Missouri, and they were all closed. Ohio was doing inspections in the rest areas. Did anybody get caught in that? If you did, why don't you go ahead and leave a comment on your experience and did they do a level one, two, three? What did they do? I would love to know. Or you could shoot me an email at info at .com. But back to the article. The New Hampshire State Police have released the results from this week's International Road Check Blitz. which they, This took place through U.S., Canada, and Mexico from June 4th to the 6th. 
The highlights are as follows. Now, I'm going to read this really facetiously because the, the newspapers always and the magazines and stuff always blow it out of proportion. So you have to excuse my tone, but I find this kind of hysterical. Troopers discovered 1,205 violations during these inspections. Uh, of those, 215 of the violations were so severe that they created a condition where the vehicle or its driver was placed out of service. 106 vehicles were placed out of service for critical safety violations. 30 drivers were placed out of service for violations including possessing drugs, operating after suspension, violating restrictions of driving hours, otherwise known as driving over your 10-hour limit, and not holding the proper class of driver's license. If they're driving a big truck with a class B or driving, you know, you could drive anything with a class A, but if they're driving a commercial vehicle with a class B license and it's over 80,000 pounds, that's a no-no. Troopers, excuse me, issued 84 citations and made one arrest as a result of these inspections. 61 of the 528 inspected drivers received a decal for undergoing a level one inspection that resulted in no critical violations. Well, kudos to those 61 people that passed their inspection. The New Hampshire State Police also pointed out that there was no fatal crashes involving their commercial vehicles during the road check. Well, see, we don't always cause the accidents after all. A hydroplaning car plows into a semi-truck in an alarming dash cam clip. A driver's dash cam captured frightening footage of an out-of-control car slamming into a semi-truck in North Carolina. The footage was captured just after 12 on Friday, June 7th on southbound I-85 in Charlotte. Troopers say that a woman with a small child in the car hydroplaned as she tried to merge onto the interstate, causing her car to slide into the path of a semi-truck. Police say that the semi-truck driver swerved to try to avoid the car and crashed into the median. See, we do try to avoid crashes. The mother was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. No one else was hurt. Troopers say that the mother could be charged with driving too fast for conditions. About time they get on to the damn four-wheelers. Let's go a little bit faster, people. Not. So I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who tune in each and every week or every other week to listen to me babble on the cafe. I do want to apologize about not being weekly. Last week I ran into a lot of personal stuff going on. So I apologize I didn't get a show out last week. If you are new here to the cafe and you would like to check us out someplace else other than the website, at the bottom of every post, I have links to every place else that I'm listed, every other podcast directory like iHeartRadio, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and other ones. I also applied to Pandora. I haven't heard back from them yet, but hopefully they do accept my podcast on Pandora. That would be really cool. I would ask that each of you like us on Facebook, and don't forget to join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars. I know some of you aren't on Facebook, but if you're on Twitter, I'm on Twitter as well. I Also on the website, I share recipes, videos, and a page of stupid stuff that drivers do. A lot of people get a tickle out of that. 
I humbly ask that you subscribe to our email list and they'll send you the show notes right to your inbox. Now, if you go to our website and you already subscribed on the email list and that pop-up comes up, there's a little X in the bottom corner. Just go ahead and X out and just say, no, thanks. You know that you already done it. It's just... Um, way for me to capture some emails I have right now going on about 20 people on the email list so it's growing little by little I want to thank everybody for emailing me and I read each and every one I love all your comments and everything don't be afraid to leave comments I greatly love all the feedback to how I can improve the show and make it better and if you're on the email list and in the future I'll be having new things coming out so if you're on that list, you'll get priority in getting those new things and you'll get a sneak peek on stuff ahead of everybody else. Don't forget, to, like I said, to leave a comment on any episode that you listen to. Please write a review. If you like the show and you like what I do, please write a review either on Facebook or Apple Podcasts. They're changing that now from iTunes to Apple Podcasts. So please leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. If you have an idea, you can also email me at info at juliastruckandcafe.com. That's info at juliastruckandcafe.com. I also want to remind everybody, please use your headlights. It's been raining a lot lately. Turn on your lights when your wipers are going. Please make sure you use your turn signals. We're not mind readers out here. These trucks are an 80,000 pound bomb. Don't drive it like a car. Use your turn signals. Be polite. Be considerate for other drivers. Increase your following distance in bad weather. This is all stuff you were taught in driving school, people. I shouldn't have to remind you. You know, we're all adults out here. We're all trying to get a job done. You know, do you want people butting in line? Do you like people cutting you off? You know, don't be that person. Leave some space. Leave extra space. You know, make sure when you go by somebody, leave some extra space. Don't be cutting them off because that's a real surefire way to get into a wreck. You know, so let's be kinder out here to everybody. I don't want to preach. I'm not your mama. I'm just a truck driver like everybody else that's trying to help everybody listen to the news get their news because the mainstream media isn't reporting about any of this so you know there's a lot of different podcasts out there so you know that's great that's really great i'm just a, a little grainy truck driver out here just trying to do my part to help the trucking industry so please take care keep the shiny side up and until next time Yeah, we got a little